Hello and welcome back to another episode of Podcasting is Praxis. My name is Rob and it's a different crew tonight. I have with me Elijah. Hi, uh, I'm I'm not very funny, so I'm just going to loudly eat a knopper at some point during the episode. <laughs> um, I've got Seb. Hi there. Welcome to 2020 part two. <laughs> and I've got Xander. Yeah, yeah just uh, laughing at stuff that isn't really our problem, but sort of is. <laughs> It's uh, another week on Normal Island, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and then hop across the pond for <laughs> a country that has outdone the United Kingdom in being very normal in the last week. I don't know. Let's just let's get started where I think nobody wants to start and, and really just a shocking, just a genuinely shocking failure of, of humanity. Which one? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The food parcels that were supposed to be uh, uh, the food hampers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the f- so fucking rich that they managed to. This is the the company uh, Chartwells uh, UK, who was one of the main contractors for this shit, had the audacity to call them hampers as if it was some kind of fucking luxury good, uh, which was a cornucopia of wealth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two potatoes. I mean, well, they did put a whole bag of money in it. Oh no, it's a whole money bag. It was a bag for money for the tuna. Nah, it was. I mean, just to sort of give for, for those of you who who are blessedly uh, not online, like all of us are. I don't know exactly what the rule is with this stuff. I think it's for people who are on universal credit or something that they it's the get free school meals. Parcels. So it's yeah. yeah, it's not it's not universal credit directly related. Just very low income families. Hmm. Is it a temporary thing for whilst the schools are shut, or is this? Uh, yeah, I think so. Thing? Normally, they would be you know at school and able to have it provided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so instead, um, what happened is that um, the government, which obviously can't do anything directly and doesn't want to work with food banks and existing organizations that help distribute food to get something real in people's hands, um, outsourced it to a company called Chartwell um, and who managed to give people boxes which were supposed to contain i think 30 pounds worth of food which was supposed to be enough for one kid for five days or something so like five warm lunches for one child i mean originally wasn't it meant to be 30 pounds worth of vouchers and then everyone started kicking up a stink because they could use that for lottery tickets and crack many people are saying this um does that get you a lot of crack (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I've been indoors and I could use a new hobby. <laughs> Apparently on some Tory shithead MPs, local council estates, it's a known thing that people exchange uh, fucking food vouchers for h- hard drugs. When they're limited off of, of be- being usable for anything age-restricted, you can't buy, you know, fags or booze or anything, you know, anything that's like 18 limited. Well, that makes sense. It's for children. <laughs> but it's Britain. Children need their tenants. Um, <laughs> how will they grow big and wide? Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was it was this big, this usual. Are the poor are all feckless alkies who will just waste money on on frivolous things like iPhones and flat screen TVs? So we have to give them food, right? Not vouchers because they can't be trusted with you know, any empowering form of 
something that provides dignity or whatever. Which is which is already rubbish. I mean, like that you just don't give people money and just let them sort their lives out. But then if you're going to say give people 30 quids worth of food, give them 30 quids worth of food and not the shit that we've seen, which is like five potatoes, two bags of crisp, a halved red pepper. Yeah. What kind of sick son of a bitch tells people to go chop up half peppers and throw <laughs> them in a bag? How, how is that better value than just giving them the whole pet pepper? <laughs> That's too much. That's too far. There is what definitely is... a cost analysis on that. Yeah. To be fair, I do believe one of the theories going around is that they uh, just gave like raw ingredients to the schools or to like on the ground distributors who then had to frantically try to make it stretch, you know, to, to everyone who needed it. Ah, okay. Um, so here's, oh, you've got 20 ch children. Here is five peppers, you know, and, and oh shit. It's well. like, this is like, this is, this, this is probably how they teach math at Eton. <laughs> if you burn one 50 pound note and <laughs> you still have all the peppers <laughs> uh, i've been just genuinely shocked by the by the inhumanity of this mm -hmm. just like giving people meals that are supposed to last for two weeks that with bread that goes off in four days oh god yeah the, yeah the expiration dates fucking here's chicken it goes off tomorrow good luck I mean, um, it, people getting like plastic little Ziploc baggies with like half a tin of tuna in it. And like, again, Elijah, you're probably right that like the people locally on the ground had to make the shitty supplies they got stretched. But like the sort of the mainline thinking at the the Chartwell HQ, where it was just like, we're getting 30 quid ahead per needy child. How can we yeah. like screw them so bad that we trouser the most of that difference i mean yeah, yeah. it really is just fucking vile that I'm, I'm i'm guessing that tuna came out of some like industrial costco vat people scooping into it to, to sort of dole it out to the plebeians as you would if i was going to attempt some sort of good faith although i guess for us it would be a bad faith defense of the company I would have to take into account that up until very recently, the government was saying that, that schools will remain open. Mm. Um, not just the government, but the opposition. So a company that was contracted to supply on-site catering, where they wouldn't just need to have you know raw ingredients that, that they then cook into meals on the day in the school, is now suddenly told from one day to the next, okay, you actually have to give meals to, to kids at home. They'd be like, well, what the fuck am I meant to do? I've just got potatoes. We were going to turn them into things, you know, in the kitchens. Even that being said, you still got the entire private contractor element to it that something the government should be providing is just being outsourced to a company that has no business doing it whatsoever. Uh, a company whose director or, or chair is like a prominent association with the David Cameron administration. Yeah, and a major donor as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, the amounts in play are, are, are not £30 worth, because even if that were the case, if, if my good faith, quote unquote, defense were, you know, true, they would still have been fleecing the government. They would still have been taking the money given and putting most of it away somewhere. Yeah, they're not sending out teams of fucking magic beans, are they? <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, and they also just can't give, you know, I mean, it's not like this is a new problem. I mean, the, the 
use of food bank has been growing in the UK year on year on year. I mean, this is a really substantial problem that, you know, the what what is it now, seventh richest country in the world seems 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 genuinely unwilling to feed its people, which is revolting enough. But like you could have just channeled this money through like food banks or or, you know, people who know what they're doing. But no, of course not. It you has could, to go just giving it to the fucking parents, my God. Or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, that's at, at the bottom of it. But like have you all seen the pictures of what this same company does when it has to do catering for the private schools? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, lovely, fancy gourmet yeah. with garnishes and, you know, multifaceted flavor profiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if the schools were all open and, and this company were still providing free school meals at the pleb schools, they would still be siphoning off money meant to go to the pleb children so they can put a little bit more into the nicer bits for the posh children and then, you know, keeps them off to the side. Mm. Like, that's what would be happening. And that alone is like a fucking Oliver Twist level of obscenity um, that is very normal to this island. But it wouldn't get that level of outrage because of, again, just how normal it is on this normal island. I think like the why this is really kicked off though is that it's it's r- not immediately but very quickly to simple numbers that you compare because everyone yeah. gets told the 30 quid and everyone mm. looks at three potatoes and then they realize <laughs> that mass does not add up and so yeah it's everyone just ob- obviously this is a piss take obviously this is outrageous that they think that this is a a, a decent use of uh resources for you know literally yeah. the most vulnerable people in society very poor children do you ever feel like you've been cheated <laughs> to, to me i mean to me one of the most galling things i think it was either this morning or yesterday um was that like after this all this has happened like there was a meeting between um the whichever minister is responsible and and the chair of of this Chartswell Chartwell's company and like it was just like oh yeah we met uh, and we had a coffee and we agreed that you know more value would be put in this horrible PR speak and I'm just like more value will be put if you didn't know what you were doing <laughs> no no it was something like that no but the but the, the point I was trying to make is like that. The people who are on benefits, like if you miss one meeting, if you don't sign one agreement oh, yeah. on, on, on the dot, you know, if, if you do even the slightest toe wrong, like you get cracked in the head with sanctions. Whereas this, which is like a multi-million either boondoggle or fraud or like willful starving of children, is just solved politely over a cup of coffee. It, you know, whereas these these people should be fucking, you know... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure that's going to make it. Sense up, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it it is incredibly frustrating because from what it looks like, they've agreed to go back to the voucher system after all the fuss raised by Marcus Rashford and Jack Monroe, and you know, a big public campaign that actually tried to put pressure on the government, something that the opposition seems allergic to. Um, and it's going to get memory hold. It's just next week, this will never have happened. And and yeah. and the people who, who might have been reachable by this very obvious um, example of cheating poor people out of what they are entitled to are going to forget all about it. And they're going to go right back to being part of that 40% fucking floor that the Tories never fall below. And, and, it's not going to go anywhere further because the people whose job it is to make this go further 
are insisting on just not touching it. That's not just the opposition, right? That's not just Starmer and the, the Labour Party, but that's whatever vestige of socialist organizing exists in this country. Like, what is Momentum up to? They still have memberships, right? They have things. I think they're caught up in some interminable election for some... Yeah! You know, it's, it's the usual bullshit. That's it. Who? That's my point. Who gives a fuck about this stuff anymore? We can see that over the course of, like, three days, a concerted public campaign against a bad government policy got that policy overturned. And yet the people who are supposed to be doing this every day as their political raison d'etre are deciding to get their fucking fingers stuck in, 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 in the shitty mud that is the, the, the SGP, whatever the fucking pressure group inside the Labour Party is called. I forget the... Uh, uh, the SCG, Socialist Campaign Group. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but they are useless. I mean... Yeah. But we're... So to me, this is a complete vindication of the idea that you need to commit to extra electoral, right? Extra parliamentary politics, yeah. just outside completely, because all the organizations that should be doing this are getting recuperated. They're getting, they're, they're coming up against interminable energy sinks. They're not doing anything and they are deviating resources to these things. If you pay labor dues, you know, the most effective person has like effective, I won't even call it an organization, has literally just been Marcus Rashford with a Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a very popular person, but yeah, but do anything, spend time getting a kind of profile and a following. And that can be you. Like, yes. Do you want to yes. spend your time fighting, um, you know, with the various, uh, you know, regional managers of labor that refuse to do anything <laughs> constructive? <laughs> and this is what, yeah. yeah. And this is what drives me nuts. Everyone's been stuck at home for eight months. This is the golden age of posting. We've <laughs> lost the golden poster, you know, but this is the golden age of <laughs> fucking political shit posting. This is where being good at Twitter and at fucking Facebook and all this shit actually could come in handy because this is where everything is happening. This is where the journalists are losing their minds. This is where the fucking leader of the opposition is getting het up because people are calling him by a different name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this, it's all there. It's on a plate. But but no. For some reason, well, I mean, there, there is some there is some stuff in in, in the real world. Um, British gas workers are on strike, which is extremely cool and good. And you know, I certainly stand one hundred percent behind them, and I think I can safely speak for everybody. Um, that's because last year, uh, Centrica, which is the parent company of British Gas, because of course British Gas has also been privatized and sold off because who needs state assets? Um, <laughs> they were gonna. Uh, they announced they were going to fire and rehire workers on like much worse contracts, so less holiday hours, more work, less pay, um, less rights, and that was going to affect four thousand uh, British gas workers. So these are like the people who literally come to your home and fix shit. Like it, they're the people who matter the most. And, and it must can't be having a great time of it now. And obviously, it isn't a great time to go into people's houses. No, it's a dangerous profession, really. You know, not just yeah. working with gas, but yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know if it's necessarily just gas workers. There are probably a lot of folks that work True, in the but... stuff as well. But yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been on British gas and not actually had any gas for them. Must have been rather cheap, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you know that 
stuff is still happening. Thankfully, there there is a functional world outside of Twitter as well. Um, and I people, no. <laughs> I know it's been a long time since we've experienced it, but yeah, sure. You know, th- but there are, there is still like labor organizing going on, campaigns trying to get built and launched and stuff. So yeah, it's it's really just the case of you can always put your attention wherever you like or you can just stop paying attention to the, the entire world um well and you can also like you can just um you know you can support people you can support to the the gas workers through their strike action you can either do it through posting hashtag stop the british gas fire is the one um so like i don't know just post on that or find another way to be to, to show solidarity with them or in the case of the food banks that we were just talking about and the food parcels uh, me and my fiance have just donated a hundred quid because we can, you know, to uh, her hometown's food bank. Weird or, flex. You know, go for okay. <laughs> well, no, it's not. I mean, it's not a money thing. It's just literally to say you can do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not. Look at me knowing the touch of a woman in the last eight months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to say that you know we should just be on Twitter because we can't go outside. It's it's. I'm. I'm just saying it there's it's a more fertile marketplace right because the 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 people who gatekeep discourse the people who fabricate and control narratives the journalists and the weird PR people that they're, they're all on Twitter too and you can have an effect to a certain point there was a there was a trending uh, fucking rumor a few weeks ago that Starmer was going to resign you know, which 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 made it into the algorithm. Oh, that was great. That's a fun bit. That's a fun bit of agitprop. Like, you, you can do things online, but you have to be focused about it and you have to be actively trying to do it. And I'm not trying to draw, like, an equivocation between extra-parliamentary political action and posting. That would be insane. Uh, <laughs> There's things you can do. You know, I mean, like, I can't go out and join a picket line. That's unsafe. So what else can I do? We have to find a way to exert a level of influence that we would normally do physically and directly and in the streets. Yeah. 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 And we have to know how these how these narratives work. And I think being able to game the algorithm is is fantastic proof of concept. I'm looking forward to more of that. I think it's very cool that 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 Starmer is explicitly rattled by um <laughs> People making fun of him online. <laughs> so many people got so cross with that one. It's I don't have the answer. Don't be too online. It's bad for you. But <laughs> but we can't go anywhere. You know. I, well, you say that, but you know where we can go. Uh, we can go to Mars with the world's richest man. Oh, ah, yes, escape <laughs> of, of a kind. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. It was somewhere this week. Uh, I think it was Elon Musk himself or somebody inside Tesla space, whatever, um, uh, said that if you can't afford, you know, the billionaire golden ticket to take the, the, the golden shuttle to take you to the, the red planet, then you can like go on the plane. And then when you get to Mars, you can work off the price of your ticket in the uh, in, in, in the water mines or whatever, <laughs> whatever feudalism we're going to have up there. They call it Big, big St. James yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god christ uh, i'm very excited to sign away my freedom to the indentured space servitude uh i hope yeah. i get a lightsaber out of it uh, 
but th- I mean, we mentioned it on a, on a previous recording. But then back then, he was only the world's second richest man. He is now the world's richest man. And this is a blip, surely. This is just Bezos paid the deposit on his yacht, and it's just gone down for a moment. <laughs> yeah. What was Bezos's? stupid idea i forget what it was but when he was the world's richest man it was like i've just got so much money i don't know what to do with all of my money and he came up with his own insane scheme of how to spend this money i think he's also into anything good i think he's also spawning a space program like a a a rival to tesla spacex I genuinely believe, I th- yeah. I'm reasonably sure that he's also funding his own space company. Are you sure it wasn't just 50 seasons of The Expanse? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, but this is, I, you know, I can't stress this enough because there was another thing a while ago where, like, the, the world's most expensive house came on sale and it was some fucking gaudy ass <laughs> palace uh, in Tel Aviv, I think, that some Russian oligarch billionaire built. And it's like, this is what they're doing with the money. They want to escape to Mars to build a new feudalism. Jeff Bezos wants to have the world's most expensive divorce. And some prick in Russia wants to build like a house that looks so god-awful. I wouldn't even want to live in it for fucking free because it looks so like cold and uncomfortable. No, it has it's discotheque like- in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> And in exchange for all of this, for like the fucking space people, kids in in the UK have to eat half a, a, a pepper. Like, yeah, I can't stress this enough. This is what these fucking people are doing with the money. Yeah, it's okay. There won't be any peppers on in space. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was the the real problem here, like. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why, by the way, um, he's now the world's richest man is because obviously Elon Musk owns a big block of shares in Tesla. And the reason, and that's why he's now the world's richest man is because Tesla's stock has just been on an insane bubble ride for the last couple of weeks. Its current market capitalization, so the full value of the company, is now 700 billion US dollar, which makes it more valuable than Toyota, Volkswagen, Hyundai, General Motors, and Ford combined. Yeah, now, does that but not, strike but, you but, as something? But Rob, none of those cars burst into flames unexpectedly. <laughs> None of them drive themselves. Into that yeah, place. you mean I get to save the planet and I get to die? Great! <laughs> well, your dying is how you save the planet. To be fair, that's it. He's just invented the the suicide booth from Futurama. <laughs> yeah, but it's mobile as well. So <laughs> it's a bestseller. I mean, who can blame him? But <laughs> well, I think the only way the company actually his companies make any money is. is uh, one outsourcing stuff that NASA used to do and probably should still do, but it's obviously it's a privatization thing, and selling carbon credits because theoretical cars that they make that don't, you know, that, that they will theoretically make in the future, they can sell the credits from their supposed carbon efficiency to other companies. So they can yeah, shitty with carbon. That yeah, was yeah. a huge source of income for them. And I think there was some scheme around electric vehicles in Scandinavia. Yeah, I can't this, remember which this is, I know this. This is an amazing story as well. That was, uh, I think it was last week somewhere. It turns out that what Tesla Scandinavia, or I don't know, Tesla Sweden, whoever, Scandinavia somewhere, was doing was Tesla was um, selling cars to itself to take 
advantage of a of a tax break for people buying electric cars in Sweden. Yeah. So they would sell cars to essentially themselves, but in a different entity. Traus, I think it was like seven thousand pound or dollar or something per car in the thing. Then once the six months were up, they would ship all the cars, which are essentially brand new and never driven, just over the border to Norway and then sell the cars there. And then they would just pocket the difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right. The whole thing is is a fucking scam. I mean, Elon Musk is a, a, an incredibly dumb guy whose mm-hmm. dad owned a fucking emerald mine. But his wealth, like, like the, there's so many of these stories about getting some kind of government grant or or be, appropriating some sort of publicly funded venture in some way. I remember Friendly Geordies did a video about how Australia had this um, government funded science uh, program that was developing a certain kind of renewable battery or something, right? It was it was it was great tech. It was it, it was really important work. And then the liberals in Australia just cut funding for the department. A bunch of scientists were fresh out of work and who hired them to, you know, finish the thing they were just about to finish. Of course, yeah. you, you know, it's, 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 it's that, but just like over and over and over and over again, um, taking advantage of public, you know, value things, things that matter for things that actually make you proud of humanity in some, you know, grand way look at what we can accomplish if we organize and and we cooperate and and collaborate and he's just a fucking vulture picking off what he can and getting fat on it fat south african vulture we're not let's not turn this into another economy episode because we've done a few but (laughs) like the, the, the whole modern economy anything related to the stock market is essentially people selling crimes to each other like that's mm-hmm. that's the only way you can understand what's going on yeah yeah so listen to trash future it's all about i have a company what does it do fuck knows but uh look at the logo isn't it pretty here's 30 55 trillion billion dollars good cool. the entire world is now the south sea essentially <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, back in the United Kingdom, on the other hand, um, I don't know if you guys are still following the Spy Corps bill, which is now in the House of Lords. That's... Honestly, I haven't. You know, no. In, in the waves tired. of stuff that's been happening, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd honestly assumed that whole battle had just like been waved. No, through. it's still. Thanks to Big Keith, it now is. Um, would it surprise you to know? Mm. Shami Chakrabarti, who is now in the House of Lords and was, uh, is, I mean, a very respected, very good human rights lawyer. But as a human rights lawyer who is actually concerned with human rights, as opposed to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's fucking wonderful. Um, and she's been fighting for uh, stripping some of the immunity out of the Spy Cops bill, because essentially the way that the bill is currently written is that not only can cops, once their commander signs off on whatever the fuck it is, they, whatever crimes they want to do, they also get essentially like total blanket immunity for whatever it is they've done under command. So like it, it doesn't yeah. matter that after the fact people have died or, you know, drugs have been imported, women or men have been raped. None of that matters because blanket immunity is part of the current spy corps bill and like the whole human rights community in the UK and and also be outside the UK is actually saying this is literally one of the most dangerous things that's being put to paper um so what Shami Chakrabarti was trying to do was put through two amendments in the house of lords to say you cannot have just like blanket immunity there must be a way to hold people accountable uh if they commit very serious crimes you know that they, they, they can't just be 
it, it, like you cannot give people license to kill because this is you know yeah not Ian Fleming's fucking mind palace essentially <laughs> yeah well that all sounds legit like reasonable concerns raised in an appropriate time in the legal process so I'm sure it's welcomed with open arms to uh, amend the law. No, would it surprise you to know that what happened is that she proposed these things and apparently was gathering quite a bit of support until um, Big Keith's office got its hold on it and forced the the Labour lords to abstain on this piece. And then after which, or during which, also went to The Guardian and did an anonymous briefing saying that by doing stuff like this, uh, Shami Chakrabarti was reigniting the flames between the Corbynite and Starmite wings of the party and that she was doing it on purpose to score political points. (laughs) Uh, Terrible project Uh, it is. I'm just... So I think we're recording this on Wednesday the 13th. So I think the second reading of the bill, which is usually when there are amendments, I think that was today. So essentially these amendments have been killed stone dead because Labour has abstained on it because they're on this family security Vichy France fucking (laughs) (laughs) So one of the most terrifying pieces of legislation that will a thousand percent guaranteed be used to infiltrate unions again. Um, You know, not that I'm big fans of them, but Extinction Rebellion will have even more rape cops inserted in them. These tools will be turned first and foremost against socialists and left organizations. Oh, yeah. And nobody else. Yeah, here in the UK, absolutely. This is, uh, that's going to dovetail quite neatly with another topic. But I've, I, I just can't get the idea of Ian Fleming's spy cop out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name's Bond, Jamesy Bond. I've got a license to commit crime. <laughs> Paid by Dave Cole. <laughs> Because we should get to the main bit, uh, but I just before we do, I just want to wish a quick but deeply fond farewell to the uh, Change UK, the independent group. <laughs> they're they're formally being dissolved. They are being delisted with Company House. So this is the last remnant, the last bit of paperwork that once tied um, Mike Gapes to this earthly realm, and now he can float off and join the milk giants in heaven. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I just want to run against you. (laughs) (laughs) You are actually playing this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You must be new to me. Hello. I don't know. I honestly, somebody could have just brought up some panpipes YouTube for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm still wanting to do like a full episode on the whole history yeah. uh, of Cogtig because there's so much amazing stuff in it. Well, now that it's dead, you can you can literally go from first to last and the the whole thing. If the people like we had to fight were just like the Mike Gapes of the world, it would be. A, it would be a doddle because he's he's just totally brain dead. But you know, it would be we would just have like friendly fights of where the milk comes from, and you know, <laughs> hang on, he's been very clear on this. It's all mixed together, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think everybody, north, south, east, west, you know, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, uh, England, we can all bid a fond farewell to uh, Cogtig. That's how they solved the troubles, by the way, don't you know? It, 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 it was just a PR campaign of Mike Gapes in a, 
in a big tight white t-shirt that said got milk on the front of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what is, oh God, take it away. We'll, we'll, we'll sign the peace agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really takes something in this day and age, which is stupider, I think, than in any age of any time in world history. I genuinely believe that. To found a political party that is too stupid to exist. It really is, you know, like, just... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, shall we turn to, um, I think, the only country that is more normal than the United Kingdom? (laughs) That I really didn't think it was possible to be more normal than than the UK. (laughs) Well, you know, it's the start of the new year. We'd actually done Brexit. We pulled ahead massively in terms of, oh my God, what stupid thing are we going to do next? Who will do the stupidest thing? We thought we could keep it for you know a couple of weeks and then the US. This is one of those topics. I, I have a feeling that we'll end up doing another episode on this, probably um, with the benefit of some hindsight. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still ongoing. Uh, we've already yes. referenced we're doing this on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. like there's impeachment hearings today. Don't know how yeah. that's happening. but um, we'll, we'll I think we'll right this second as we're recording, and, and, yeah. and am I fuck going to go watch? Because I saw someone tweet that in a highly symbolic move, Nancy Pelosi is wearing the same outfit she wore to the last impeachment hearing, and I'm like, oh, no, for fucking fuck's sake. Shut up. Take the put the Americans behind a big firewall and and don't let them post ever. Um, That's just the most low effort like spider brooch analysis as well. Like, of course, yeah, it's it's, it's the same fucking thing. It's in a wardrobe for a couple of months. Jeez. Yeah, there's no creativity behind it. But yeah, it's it's um it's the kind of thing. Of course, because everyone's at home and everything is posting now. Everyone had to like rush to form an opinion immediately or or some kind of definitional you know hard line like everyone's 16 again and we're in debate class arguing about you know um very pedantic definitions of things is it a coup is it not a coup i don't really care at this point it might turn out that there's you know more things uncovered that that might push the definition towards that i like how we've just immediately moved on to this without even actually introducing the item i've just realized <laughs> <laughs> oh, i assumed everyone knew oh okay sorry well uh, okay so, no criticism just an observation of yeah like of course yeah. this is what we're talking about i I assume everyone knows that a bunch of petty bourgeois uh, Trump supporters um, were invited in for a very special tour <laughs> of the Capitol well, building. Well, let's let, let's let's be factually correct. Let's <laughs> use logic and reason. Um, it was all in the aftermath. Trump was going to do a big rally anyway, and he did one with like twenty, thirty thousand people. Is that the one where he just bitched about Oprah for like? 30 <laughs> yes, that's where he he stood on stage and bitched about Oprah for twenty minutes. It was truly just a fucking spectacle. Um, Radical stuff, in the, man. In in the in the aftermath of of this rally, and quite clearly with pre planning from a lot of people who were. Uh, afterwards in the US Capitol, there was a plan by a certain number of people within that rally to then go and take over the Capitol. T- to what end? Fuck knows what. But but they were going to do that. And they got quite a lot of other people who were already at that rally because they're all like, if you're still 
in the firm belief that the election was stolen from Donald Trump and you are willing to, you know, take a plane and go to from Florida, I assume, um, to to Washington, D.C., then you're already in a very predisposed little group. So quite a number of them ended mm. up like streaming into the Capitol where either with the acquiescence of the uh, security apparatus there or... I don't know. That's a bit unclear still what what the fuck happened there. Streaming uh, there having two meanings, by the uh, way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they they took over the Capitol, so they were made their way all the way inside the the debating chamber of the House of Com- of the House of Congress and the um and the Senate. Uh, they made off with a bunch of stuff. Uh, including one of my favorite bits is that somebody stole all of Ocasio Cortez's shoes. <laughs> of course, because <laughs> yeah, obviously these are the people horniest for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Look, these never are... mind if this is a coup or not. Was this like pre-planning just by internet fetishists to steal as AOC's shoes? <laughs> it was. It was fabricated entirely by WikiFeet. Um, they've been they've been the dastardly puppet masters behind the whole thing for months (laughs) yeah wiki feet is q oh my god okay i've got got to put a board up get some red red string up here Uh, yeah yeah, there you go yeah that's the missing piece of this puzzle we're going to have to, uh, at some point, we're going to have to, like, do a nice orderly sort of thing of, you know, what happened, who was it, because the take started flowing in thick and fast. You know, first it was, this is a this is a misdirected working class movement. And then you're like, no, mm. everyone there was, like, petty bourgeois. They came in on private jets. They're, like, post-military people, you know. I mean, it was um, midday on a Tuesday as well. That yeah, is yeah, not yeah. typically the time that working class people have available to... Well, no, they, they were all like directors of PR firms in Arizona and that kind of shit. Like, I mean, these were these were not disgruntled steel workers from from Pennsylvania. No, I mean, come on. But they may have been disgruntled petit bourgeois who were also slowly starting to feel the pinch of late stage capitalism. That there is space for yeah. a, a congruence of analysis there. I just don't know if we're ready to do it because we're still seeing things unfold. Um, but I mean, but they're mo- literally you know. so bad at operational security, you know, like uh, with recording themselves. I think one of the like <laughs> senators from one of the states shouted his name as he a state the legislator. Building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're all going to get caught. You're going to have the world's best demographic breakdown of who actually committed crimes in that. Yeah, building. They're literally Leroy Jenkins in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's why. That's part of why I sort of hesitate to to around the the definition of coup because these people clearly thought that that they were going to be supported by the entire not just their like factional infrastructure but by the entire national sort of system that that nothing they were doing yeah, yeah. was actually wrong mm. you know that that they were indeed safeguarding democracy whether they just thought they could get Trump to stay in office and he would you know he would say you're all cool um, but. I think there were probably like t- like a, a very hardcore cell of like militia people, and there were some like, yeah. genuinely dangerous people out there who mm. did like have a real plan and would probably have. I mean, they bought know, pipe bombs some members and stuff. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but my main point is like, the, none of these people had like a plan of yeah. the moment they got in there, which was a whole weird sequence of it. They just sat around taking selfies and like stealing people's shoes. Like yeah. this is not. <laughs> 
you know, I'm not even sure they were expecting that, you know, the, the military would step in and like pat them on the back, as you say, Elijah, yeah. you know, great job, guys. That They just sort of went there and then just expected. I, I don't even know what they wanted or expected. Well, I don't you think know. they do either. It's, a, it's, it's all feelings. It's, it's yeah. they feel that they're in the right. This is just a passionate feeling. This is the same as why they think this is the virtual star in the first place. This is my worldview and I am the protagonist of reality. This, if, if anything changes that, then... I'm to come in and, in and build my zip ties and my headdress. And th- this is just what I'm entitled to do to make the world as I feel it should be again. They arrested then, a guy who had like a syringe of testosterone, which <laughs> <laughs> I assume he was going to, yeah, I assume he was going to inject it into his leg like a super serum in a video game, you know, so he could fight off 10 cops bare fisted. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very funny to joke about how they expected that the level would end, you know, like a video game, and we get to the next mm. one. But but I think that that helps to obfuscate another reason, which is a lot of these people were there for the clout, and that's why they yeah. were streaming. It was it it was a it was an influencer thing for a lot of them. This is why we know of so many characters out of it because they they went in with that with that as their objective. Yeah, right wing politics is in many ways just a sort of circle grift. Right. Um, if you look at how it operates in terms of raising money and 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 directing people towards completely untrue situations, you know, like the 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 fake reports of buses full of Antifa coming in from you know here and there, um, they're they're in with the Cubans coming from down south with the ISISs. Um, so there's a cloud aspect to it, this sort of influencer grift aspect, people empowering their own brands. I don't know if they're surprised by some of the backlash they're getting, like that big shaman guy with the horns, who is, is he related to like a senior judge or something somewhere? It's, 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 it's all very incestuous and it's all very, it's all very petit bourgeois. But it, in, in terms of a coup, I think the people pushing that narrative the most are the people who have the most to gain from terror of, domestic danger of domestic political danger and who can be convinced to fall in line behind the Patriot Act too, right? Mm. Behind a, a, a massive sweeping expanse of, of surveillance powers. Now that's not to say that it can't be a coup just simply because it being a coup would help other people's narratives. It could, it is of course entirely possible that it was a coup. And if some of the r- reports that I'm seeing today coming out from some journalists about how Ayanna Presley's panic buttons had been ripped out. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, there's a I lot of stuff like, okay, that, maybe that, this is a deeper. A, a lot of these guys, you, you mentioned Tours earlier, supposedly a bunch of the people that, that are known to have taken part in this were, were on tours around the yeah. building the previous day. That's what I was going to say. That that kind of thing, if it starts to be that there were elected um, officials who were coordinating with it and did have a some sort of plan, that becomes more into coup territory. Maybe still not entirely. Maybe it's like a factional GOP thing because, well, your Mitch McConnell's, you know, they're all using this to get primed for recuperation back into that bipartisan liberal sort of way of seeing the world like a baby, like, oh, Mitch McConnell is on the other team, but he's honorable. Mm -hmm. Never mind, he's, you know, he's been voting with Trump for the past four fucking years. To me, it's a fucking farce. I don't really care if it is definitionally a coup or not. 
I don't think it matters very much in material terms because what are they going to do? Pass more shitty surveillance laws that, 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 you know, just target more Muslims and more minorities and more left wing people. They already do that. Does it really matter if, if, you know, can we stop it? Basically, if it's not a coup and it's, it's, and it's just being used to pass higher surveillance, can we do anything about that? I don't think so. No, because this time, this time, both sides of the aisle, you know, this is, this is one of those rare things where, where both sides want this to happen because both of them, they both want to show off they're doing something. They want to, I think the, the, the Republicans do at, at some level need, they need to keep these people like around and voting because like this is the new basis of the Republican Party, but they need to put this genie back you know, at least to some extent back in its box because this kind of shit, you know, they know doesn't fly for like 90% of America, I think, doesn't yeah. doesn't see this and doesn't agree with this. And, you know, I mean, the Dems fell in line behind Bush after 9-11 and they voted yeah, yeah, exactly. for his war. You know, it, it's it's there's a beautiful trajectory with that narrative that that, that that fascism is the imperial war machine brought home. And, and yeah, and, and, and focus at home. So there is a very neat historical parallel. We'll see if that bears out. Um, but there are elements there that are very prettily aligned. I find it really weird to sort of form a coherent narrative around what has happened because, like, the, the narrative, in order to, I think, genuinely, in order to comprehend what has happened, you need to be like, have been watching Fox and then Newsmax and like, been in 20 racist granddad Facebook groups <laughs> for 10 years for like for the like 12 months because like, I don't think otherwise you like we simply don't have the vocabulary and like the sort of the the what to them is a logical through line of a therefore b therefore c therefore you know I mean it all ties into you know Biden stole the election and the voting machines were rigged and etc but like you know I, I don't think People like us in our little bubble of the, of the online universe are are like capable of reasoning into why a lot of these people did what they did, and why they what they expected to get out of it, apart from from selfies and as you say, Elijah, more clout to sell mm -hmm. each other more uh, erection uh, <laughs> life things. There's there's more to come out, but if that must have just been the weirdest fucking crowd to be in, because yeah, you've got. 20 people on your left streaming and um you know doing it just to, for the literally for the internet likes and then you've got two guys carrying pipe bombs um and zip ties <laughs> walking past you and then there's a dude with like a furry ruff and horns just shouting in the corner and there's a bunch of people with 20 pairs of shoes for some reason and it's just like <laughs> fuck <laughs> But no, somehow they all thought this was the like a good thing to be doing. <laughs> I mean, I think this is well well yeah, that's a that's a learning moment very briefly. One of the assumptions that people make when they try to form these takes cuz everyone wants one right answer, yeah, that explains everything. And they will just forget that that Trump is a coalition, right? Mm. The the Trump supporters are not a homogeneous group of people. There's there, there's a lot of different groups in there with with not necessarily aligned interests or ways of operating or ways of viewing the world or ways of living out their experiences politically. Sometimes quite, quite contradictory, but like the uh, evangelical Christians swarming in behind Trump, and I, I don't think I need to explain that too much. He's not the most Christian guy. Well, I mean, mm. not, not to me. Um, 
evangelical America has always been for the GOP, no matter what mm. they say or do. Always. Oh, yeah. It's just it's more, it's more stark now than ever before. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not really about Christian values. Evangelical America is, is just a violently disgusting sort of cultural demographic. It, it's, it's, you know, they absolutely just fall in behind the worst personality traits of, of the American right. To me, the best the best analogy that I can sort of make of it is like it's a poor one, but I think it sort of holds in a way. Is like we look at the people who 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 stormed the U.S. Capitol as those people would look at an extinction rebellion protest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, clear. we make fun of our XR people as well. There was <laughs> yeah, one report, we and, and, and we should. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. But... There was one very funny report that came out on the night that I saw. That uh, sources said that 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 Trump had, upon seeing the crowd that had gathered, gone to his office and had a tantrum because he thought they were scruffy looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which I believe like, straight no, away because oh, yeah. that is yeah, sure. What he send is. them back. Send them back. I want better rioters. I want better protesters. You know, go to the the riot Costco and get them exchanged. Um, no, I mean what he wants. Like he 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 wants. He wanted Above beautiful voters, is what he wanted. He wanted, he wanted beautiful. He wanted <laughs> no, no, no. He wanted beautiful. He liked beautiful. He likes beautiful voters as long as he thinks they're a literal boat, not the people. <laughs> on them. Because the beautiful voters, I guarantee you, were in that crowd. Um, oh yeah. You know what? What he wants is is the editorial board of of Vanity Fair and whatever other like high end U.S. gossip magazines. He wants those guys to be there. He wants, I don't know, Ben Stiller probably to be there and, and Ben Affleck or something. Mm -hmm. like, those are the people he wants at these protests because yeah. those are the only people that exist to him. Yeah, he might have to wait 10 years before he gets the Bush rehabilitation treatment. Trump derangement syndrome is now beneficial to both parties, right? Because it lets yeah. people fall in behind the Lincoln Project grifters. It lets people... Um, manufacture consent for the Democrats opening themselves up to explicitly working with, uh, you know, awful vulture capitalist, hyper, hyper right wing GOP people, as long as they're not orange and they're not uncouth. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, There's a definite need for both parties to tackle, you know, the left, the squad, etc. And the, the various left wing post Bernie things that are still existing. And then there's also a definite need for them to uh, rebut the sort of Trumpist stuff that's impinging, um, well, way more successfully than the, tr uh, the Tea Party did in the GOP. And the Tea Party was really successful. So, mm. yeah, they're, they're occupying that space between these bits. And they're, I think they're sort of saying, looking at each other. And they're always fairly friendly anyway. But now they're saying, well, all right, at least you're not these guys. Yeah, and yeah. so they're absolutely just going to lock um, arms as much as possible put through the various enforcement um and you know extra surveillance policies that they want and uh yeah basically go nuts but this is i mean this is what we're going to get now with with biden with bipartisan support is is this sort of patriot act too elijah as you were saying but its purpose will be essentially to militarize decorum and to give state powers of people who don't use the right verbs and don't have a column in in the washington post to mm -hmm. you know say we need to lower taxes because xyz like it will just be we will the u.s will militarize state violence against posting essentially yeah you're going to see ngos with blm hashtags in their twitter bios and you're going to see 
prominent liberal campaigners advocating for and calling for a mass increase in surveillance powers, a mass increase in 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 like budget support to the police um to militarize police everything that the the cops have been demanding all summer long while they were cracking down on black protesters on blm protests they're going to get from the same people who uphold those protests right the whole thing is an effort in recuperation blm donations amounted to what like multiple billion dollars and they've gone as far as I can tell, just to a bunch of DNC affiliated NGOs. Yeah, right? yeah, it's just lots just, of it's money just grift. that could have gone to to breakfast clubs or, or or meal programs or you know educational programs for for black areas in America. Just just straight recuperated into the Democratic Party that is now going to work with the the GOP, and Trump is going to be this this scary shibboleth. That will just get yeah. everyone on board behind the narrative, and it's yeah, yeah. it, it, it's going to be incredibly frustrating. <laughs> it's it's going to be so fucking infuriating. Yeah, anything that doesn't fall within essentially the the, the normative bounds set by the New York Times and Washington Post editorial board, yep. which is hard right economics, nods to nods to cultural liberalism, mm-hmm. um, global capital is good. That will now have you know, state violence behind it to police those borders. And it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be shockingly awful. And Tifa's when you do this you on Twitter. Yeah, 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 close enough. I mean, that, that that's sort of where these things tend to tend to end up because the overreaction is going to, is way more terrifying. I mean, that, you know, I mean, this is not to say that like nothing happened, you know, like a couple of people did die, etc. Ah, yeah, so what? <laughs> yeah. The the other thing I do wanted to talk about uh for a little bit is is what I found really disturbing as well in in a, in a way was um not just that Trump got kicked off Twitter because that he was the best <laughs> of all. all those tweets gone like tears in the rain. <laughs> that should be making people think a little bit more about some of these social media existences yeah. that we carry out. Twitter mm. made loads of money from Trump being on Twitter, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the interaction boosted massively and they kick him off, what, 10 days before his, his terms up, you know, like it's, 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 it, it's so blatant. It's so shameless. And yet people just keep falling for it. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's great. It's fun. Laugh at it. It's cool. There was a lady who got trampled and, and she had, she was carrying a don't tread on me flag. That shit's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is very funny. I mean, you know? honestly. Yeah, there was some bizarre cosmic irony to uh, it, it, yeah. the fake going on that day. Just, just weird stuff. But the yeah, whole yeah. day was weird. I'm sure for everyone. Right. Sorry, Rob, I interrupted you there. You were. Uh... It's really difficult because, like, on the one hand, it's like, yes, there should be, there are limits to free speech, and if it leads into you know violence and and hate, then yes, there should be limits. But I am extremely uncomfortable just for, at a very fundamental level, not just with like. Companies like Twitter, where there's just no visibility, no guidelines, just they can just do whatever the fuck they want, you know, up to and including the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. But also the shit like, I mean, I'm not a fan of Parler. I'm, I'm, in many ways, I'm glad that it's gone. On the other hand, I think it's just pointless because these people will just regroup yeah. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just these vast anonymous entities just deciding, you know, and, and having the power to just literally turn the lights off on someone or, or yeah. an opinion they don't like. 
And and this time it's easier because this time we all agree like Donald Trump is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Parla is and was a home of incredible fucking vile racism and, and race war uh, wanters and, and just horrible people. But like, you know, the next time it's not going to be that. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be something else. And I was reminded... Uh, quite strongly, I don't know, I'm assuming that listeners to, to this and you guys probably listen to Chapo Trap House. Um, if you remember a couple months ago, um, Reddit wanted to ban the big The Donald subreddit mm-hmm. because like people were planning a terrorism there or multiples of that. And then, but for balance, quote unquote, they also banned the Chapo Trap House and... Um, subreddit. Oh, oh, come Town. Oh, Come Town. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other, and, and Come Town subreddits. And it's like, the next time they're going to do that again, and then it'll be you know it, it, it'll be I don't know Evo Morales or, yeah. or or you know somebody like that, and and they'll do it at the same time as they'll kick off Don Junior or something. I've been thinking about this a bit, and yeah, my first instinct is this is bad. They shouldn't be completely wiping someone off the internet like that. Then again, they're going to do it to the left anyway because they already are. So I guess enjoy it. Laugh at the misfortunes of your enemies. That's fine. But there is a bigger picture thing that we need to address in terms of a paradigm shift. The internet isn't just one avenue of existence in terms of communication, right? This is where we do things. This is where things happen. This is where almost everything happens now. We don't live in ancient Rome. We're not going down to the fucking forum to to, to talk, right? And to pick up tablets with the news written on it. No. We go on a forum to post. You know, yeah. And we read it on our tablets. The internet is where all this stuff happens now. And it 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 it, we desperately need to change how we think about it. And and I'm very uncomfortable. An established kind of essentially way of understanding social media because it is new we are Mm -hmm. the undergoing the same kind of social political transformations that mass literacy caused yeah you know yeah Yeah, probably yeah if you if you get kicked off of twitter facebook uh your e-banking you know you know everything it's like being banned from the fucking post office you know it's like being banned from being able to use a telephone yeah like Mm. the cops come to your house and they take your phone and they rip out your your phone line and they nail up your letterbox i don't fucking know but you know what i mean that's the new paradigm of of communication and we have hopelessly outdated digital laws <laughs> written by by, by people who, hopelessly outdated digital people who yeah literally i mean witness that fucking when when was it uh in, in earlier last year uh, when when Mark Zuckerberg and some of those people were hold before Congress and like the questions they asked were literally just like, well, why isn't my niece liking more of my posts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a few years ago now, but it was that um, that cracking phrase of, you know, sort of like the Internet is not a truck. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's dated. I mean. I remember that that Icelandic pirate party that was like kind of fun and people were sort of, oh, this is kind of cool, you know, but but no one really took it seriously as like a political vessel. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of thing that I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to need a lot more of, right? Yeah. Like, 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 like the the understanding that the Internet is a social. What's the word? It's 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 all it's all consuming, right? It's 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 Internet realism. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> It's yeah. everything. It, it, it you can't do anything 
I play fucking folk music. I can't be a, a musician without use of the internet, without use of these social media spaces. It is imperative to my job. Um, and that goes for pretty much everything now. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, my job shouldn't exist in the first place, but as long as I have it, I, I you know, the internet is absolutely 100% required for it. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's absolutely a case where, uh, you know, sort of the productive forces have completely outgrown the, the superstructure type stuff because nothing that we have yeah. politically or socially even is adapted well to the internet. And yet the internet is still intruding and pushing on. And I mean, a lot of that is due to like surveillance capitalism. You know, the Google growth model is entirely about spying on you and reading all your emails and stuff and then selling that on. But yeah, this is, this is the, the society that we exist in. And we can either delete the internet, which bluntly I would be for and just trying <laughs> again. Um or we really That'd have to good. make the best of a terrible situation and yeah, make a whole lot of really major um like social and political changes around yeah like um you know freedom of access in the same way that we have you know, uh well freedom of speech is the obvious comparison but not in the superficial like first amendment or you know sort of uh right to publish your own newsletter kind of uh understandings because it works differently but we mm. haven't really grasped quite how I mean, in a way, it's in, in almost an on an ironic way, but you know, not really, because this is a podcast. Is that we are approaching the the terminal velocity of the like the the last choice of Deus Ex One, where you either have to merge with the AI, um, become part of the shadowy business elite cabal, and run the world behind the scenes, or destroy the internet so we can go all go back to feudalism. And I think there was a fourth option, but I don't can't fucking remember it. I'm just thinking about Deus Ex now. With a- smile at my yeah, face yeah i know <laughs> but but yeah like um yeah yeah like it's, it, it is integrate yourself with the machine um to one degree or another or uh annihilate it entirely yeah people will get very mad at you online for saying this but i mean i i can't help feel uncomfortable about this sort of this this stuff like getting people fired because of their posts Mm. Um, you know, trawling through someone's entire posting history to find something to sort of cultivate a, a, a mass spectacle out of it's 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 individuals, it's people. We need solutions that 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 are not individualistic. That's the, that, that that's a major cornerstone of leftist political thought, for God's sakes. You yeah. know, um, that's what I'm saying. Like it, the the tools have outgrown our social. Uh, frameworks and understandings and yeah so we're we're pulling up what is essentially like you know often somebody's little teenage diary that they would have shouted something rude at a stranger one time but they did it on the internet and then it's suddenly reappearing um yeah yeah now it's there forever my god Mm. i I was posting when i was a teenager oh god yeah that's terrifying i was a dickhead (laughs) it's it's not good you know like yeah, <laughs> I mean, the other thing that I found genuinely, you know, in terms of just the, the pure power that you see that some of these companies have now is like um, parlor, so like race, even, sorry, even more racist Twitter, let's just call it that, um, <laughs> is like the way that that was yanked offline was literally that um, Amazon Web Services decided not to host them anymore. Yeah. And iTunes and Google decided to remove them from their marketplaces. And like, 
And Amazon just controls like what? That. Over a third of the entire internet, basically. Something Isn't like that, yeah. AWS is massive. I mean, uh, I mean, it's insanely huge. And like, there's there's like two or three of these platforms. You know, between three of those companies, they can just turn the fucking lights out. And like that, if that's not a fucking harbinger of things to come, because like for now, there's some, at least some, you know, mealy mouthed adherence to free speech and also obviously because in, in, they're all based in the US where they have legal immunity from not being responsible for the, what anybody posts or says on their mm-hmm. platforms mm-hmm. but you know the moment that changes you know I don't know if we can if we're still able if we still live in a world where one state or one government can get to grips with these people and as long as they're so important to the US economy if not western econ- economies increasingly you know, I'm not even sure that that the U.S., if they wanted to, would perform the legislative actions they needed to to like bust them as trust. Because I'm not even sure that those mechanisms apply anymore in a world where literally shit is on a cloud and you can move to Uz- Uzbekistan tomorrow. You know, like I... <laughs> yeah, like <but> none <laughs> of the tools are in place to to get a handle on this. And depending on what happens in U.S. politics, you know, whether it does just continue on its uh repressive uh you know sort of bourgeois state model or you know there actually is a sufficiently powerful fascist entity taking into uh, government power or it just degenerates into a huge you know internal conflict type zone so long as yeah so long as the uh the sort of general understanding of the social uh media companies that run most of the internet is still in the american context then that's gonna like bleed out and poison up just the rest of the world as well i mean it already has um yeah but you know if it worsens or even if it just continues that's still going to cause a major kind of uh well just it's affecting how things work politically already and that will only worsen as time goes on you know like uh, just the pandemic as as we've saying a lot tonight that uh, is forcing everyone just to do everything online and that's going to be a permanent change in the activity uh even when we can freely move around again. But yeah, just so so little forethought and planning on how to do it. But it's, yeah. like, where the hell do you even start? Yeah, I mean, the internet is really, it's, it's a series of components owned by people. No, there's no real way to, it's changed everything, but there's no way to engage with it without engaging with these companies that, that might be incentivized to, Yank services, silence people one way or another. I'm not sure there's any good way around it. It might, it might mm. be an unsolvable thing without some kind of, I don't know, broadband communism. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I have to, like, honestly, if I have to choose between having every facet of my uh, personal and professional existence controlled by Jeff Bezos or not being able to post pictures of uh, President Xi looking like Winnie the Pooh, then, then I know which one I'm going to pick, you know, <laughs> because it my life doesn't revolve around being able to post pictures of President Xi looking like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, really? I really thought you were going to go with, I'm just going to surrender my personal life. <laughs> I will never stop posting President G. No, like it's it, it. It might very well turn out that the fucking third, the, the 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 Maoist tankies were right all along, <laughs> and we end up with this, you know, like the like hyper extreme dichotomy, right? Of 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 hyper capitalist oppression 
and state oppression or, or, or state control. And the state control looks a hell of a lot better because at least you get things like pandemic sorted, you know, yeah. at least there's a level of oversight. There's a level of, 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 of popular accountability in a way that doesn't exist with the, the corporate overlord dystopia. That's, that's just amusing. I don't know. I'm not saying, you know. Yeah. No, taking it back to Deus Ex for a second. Like, um, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, yeah, uh, hopefully you remember the Morpheus AI bit. Yes, I do. Yeah. So that's it. You know, sort of humans desire to be assimilated into structures larger than themselves kind of uh, talk. And obviously it's, you know, just pseudo philosophy from a, a script writer and stuff. But yeah, it, it's, it's kind of making that same point that, like if if you have the choice of you know just absolute chaos and you know uh your life getting destroyed for no reason you can understand or that you're given a kind of structure and the rules are known they may not be fair but they may they're known and then that's an existence that you can live with then you'll move into that or prefer to live under that system um rather than yeah you know sort of existential chaos and terror um, and that's that's not freedom. It's not a good way of living. But it's often, if if that's the choice that it comes down it's, to, it's yeah, it depends. It depends on what the alternative on what the alternative one off. Mm. And the sad thing is, well, I, I I genuinely, I mean, again, to go back a little bit to to where we started with the with the whole food parcels business and stuff, is like this technology on its face is not evil. It's not bad. It can. It, it, it's it's incredibly. I think liberatory for so many people and for so many reasons and for so many communities that can find each other i mean also wikifeed but you know most mainly it's 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 a good thing and then you know again if you could combine and you can combine and we can combine i mean this is not you know weird futurology i mean it's not you know it's not basadism we don't need nuclear hellfire and 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 ufos to to do this i mean like you could use the the resources that this world currently has on offer, the productive capacity and this insane communication technology. The ingredients to create something that is nigh on utopia are essentially we 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 hold the tools in our hands, but what we do with them is just stab ourselves in the groin over and over again. And it's just it's so depressing. Mm. It's so I mean, it's so the things mm -hmm. we could do if we put our mind to it, if we if we if we could get rid of the, 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 the profit motive, you don't even need to change like human fundamental nature. You just need to, we need to change this, this fucking trajectory that we're on because, and I don't know how to do it right now, but I do know that the, the means of production for a better world are literally all around us. I, I, I know that. And I think again, you know, this whole Trump thing does show that the the vastness of the power that is out there and that is just not under our control and it should be should we call yeah. someone a dog-faced cunt or something to lighten the <laughs> yeah let's do that i was gonna say, yeah i was gonna say just post just <laughs> just keep posting through it well let's you know, let's that's, i mean let's at least all i think we can all agree and and shrug our sh shoulders you know past the breaking point when i say that just as we're recording this the uh, u.s house of representatives has once again voted to impeach donald trump oh, have they? <laughs> this time will be different oh say can you see <laughs> yeah I think there's like seven Republicans that voted in favor, and one of them is the do is the daughter of Dick Cheney. So really, I mean, 
God has abandoned to, us. To, to be fair, they, they, they might do it this time now. It doesn't matter. Same, oh, as, yeah, uh, same yeah. as Twitter deciding the rules will apply to him now that he's almost out. Yeah. They're going to... They're, it, it's going to be a complete um, fucking rogues gallery of the worst people getting welcomed back into the bipartisan fold with open arms. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag resistance, um, baby. Yeah, I, I, I had forgotten Dick Cheney existed. My God, fucking terrifying. He's one of those people I'd have to check wasn't dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like Kissinger. He will, I mean, this podcast keeps hopefully saying they will never die, so the opposite happens, but, you yeah. know, they do genuinely seem to live forever. Oh, and we can, I think, all, all also spend a brief moment laughing at some of those fucking people who left their nice, fancy um, hotels, probably that they booked with the air miles from on their corporate card, and then were told they were on a no-fly list. I mean, that, <laughs> some of those videos were fucking amazing. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, much like just the, the whole internet discussion we're having, the no-fly list is like some super authoritarian bullshit that probably shouldn't exist. But if bad people suffer from it, then we can still laugh. It's funny, but it started cutting the other way for once. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like... It's funny, but it's turned on its main beneficiaries. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I think, yeah, but, like, the point is that you don't have to make, like, a a tactical uh, good thing, i.e. Trump getting banned or whatever, into, like, a strategic law where it's like, oh, no, you must defend freedom of speech at all costs. It's like, no... I like it when good things happen to good people and when bad things happen to bad people. And <laughs> if that makes me wrong, then fine. Yeah, we don't believe in the the the, the great men theory of history. We don't believe in the 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 great moments of political analysis. Right? That's that's something that the the the, the logic obsessed nerds and the fucking right like to do. You know, but oh, you, you were a hypocrite in this one instance and therefore your entire world you know that that's not not something we do we understand big picture issues and value systems and belief systems so it's okay you know don't don't be a um a joy scold but also bear in mind what the big picture is and try to remind people of it and you know if someone is having fun about you know some idiot getting trampled with a don't tread on me flag that's great <laughs> once they start saying yeah throw you know yeah give the cops all the powers they need to 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 put them all in guantanamo bay in 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 super guantanamo we'll build a new guantanamo on top of guantanamo for the chuds <laughs> you know that that kind of thing you can start going hang on the, what do you actually believe here you know like what is your value system yeah i mean that's yeah. the key just like be honest with your own politics and then you know, if someone says, oh, you're being hypocritical or whatever, it's like, no, I I stand against what they believe, which is X, Y, and Z, and I support these people. You know, like if Evo Morales got kicked off Twitter, um, that's awful. Um, mm-hmm. And Trump getting kicked off is funny. <laughs> yeah, And also, like, I don't even mind. I think everybody to some degree is hypocritical in their political beliefs and, you know, whether or not they would act 100% on everything they always spout off, certainly online. It's probably not true because it's, you know, you are the hyper-normalized version of yourself online, I I think. I think it's fine. I think some level of hypocrisy, if it's it's well-meant, if it's in a good direction, is not too bad. I think, you know... It's part of the human condition. 
What yeah, the fuck are you I gonna mean, do? Are you gonna sit and evaluate every single thing you do and say just in case you've ever said the opposite at, at any point in time? Well, I mean, to 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 do very topical current affairs. I mean, what witness what you've seen today and yesterday with like Jack Monroe teeing off on um, the food parcel things, and then like the whole there's a whole clique of people who went on after and said, "Yeah, but you said something bad about Jeremy Corbyn." I'm like, well, maybe she did, maybe she didn't, maybe she had some kind of half-assed sorry day. I should say they. I might sincerely do apologize. Maybe they do, they had some silly opinions and maybe they got something wrong and maybe they read something half-assed and whatever. They they tried to do better and they apologized. And, you know, on the other hand, like Jack Monroe has done way more for poor people, yeah. you know, and, and that fight than pretty much nearly any, anybody who went after her posted. I'm sorry, but, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a real problem, at me at Count Arthur, and then, you know, I'll tell you that you're a <laughs> Count in person. Yeah. How is that? Yeah, the, 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 the Jack Monroe thing is a, is a very good example of how this kind of online gatekeepy sort of approach can get way ahead of itself. Obviously, it clearly spiraled because Jack was hearing about it. And uh, and now Jack has shared a little screenshot of a, a DM that they sent with uh, Corbin, and it's it's a it's a really nice message. It just apologizes for repeating one of the bullshit Daily Mail things about Corbin being pro terrorism in Northern Ireland, something stupid like that. Um, and it's just a really nice message, and I hope everyone who was uh, piling on earlier feels a little bit bad because I know I do. Yeah, and learn, you know, let's learn all from let's it. all go let's all go back to you know the things that matter, which is posting that Starmer is about to Keir Starmer is about to resign because <laughs> <laughs> that's been some fucking extremely exercise. He's, he's getting dunked on by Matty fucking Iglesias. I know, oh, yeah. right? Like. When that happens, you 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 throw your computer in the fucking bin like Ron Swanson, and you you just go off grid because you have forfeited the right to be political online, just completely. Now we had a whole bit prepared with our brand new uh, Keith AI, but for a number of reasons, uh, the most important one is that James isn't feeling well, so the, he couldn't translate the Keith AI. But the other more important one is that the Keith AI has also uh, gotten its own column in the Sunday Times, uh, <laughs> so it won't be able to post for us anymore. So we have to go behind the paywall to get it. It's in the Telegraph. <laughs> yeah. So just right before we uh, sign off, uh, two quick things. You can go, we'll put these in the show notes. Uh, there's a crowdfunder for the uh, GMB British Gas Strike Fund at crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash British Gas Strike Fund. Again, it's in the show notes. If you've got some pennies to, pennies to donate, uh, please do that. And what we've already done for one of our fine t-shirts, the Tory Big Dinner shirt, we've promoted Fair Share before. They're a good organization. Uh, they fight hunger and food waste in the UK, and they save good food from going to waste and send it to frontline charities. So you can also donate to them and you know do something if you can, if you have the resources, if you feel that you should, then we definitely recommend. Um, so you know, I think that is pretty much it for another episode of podcasting is praxis. So 
I don't know. Any of you guys want to add some final thoughts to this wonderful recording? Uh, yeah, uh, I, ref- I referred to uh, Trash Future doing all the gate stuff earlier. It's, it's real politics. I'm sorry about that, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Trash Future's done a lot of excellent stuff about um, Elon Musk and essentially the tech hellscape. So they're also. I um, to say thanks for listening, guys. Uh, remember to subscribe and follow us on the uh, Twitter while we're still yeah. on it. At PraxisCast. Uh, we'll put our handles and shit in the show notes if that what you like. Um, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Your appointment to FEMA should be finalized within the week. I have already discussed the matter with the senator. I take it he was agreeable? He didn't really have a choice. Has he been infected? Oh, yes. Most certainly. When I mentioned that we could put him on the priority list for the Ambrosia vaccine, he was so willing it was almost pathetic. This plague, the rioting, is intensifying to the point where we may not be able to contain it. Why contain it? Let it spill over into the schools and churches. Let the bodies pile up in the streets. In the end, they'll beg us to save them. 